This is a HeadGum Original. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. In the lands of Middle-earth, legend tells of the Dark Lord Sauron and the ring that would give him the power to enslave the world. Lost for centuries, it has been sought by many and has now found its way into the hands of the most unlikely person imaginable. Sauron needs only this ring to cover all the lands in darkness. What must I do? The ring must be destroyed. The ring must be cast back into the fires of Mount Doom. There is evil there that does not sleep. Sauron's forces are already moving. They will find the ring and kill the one who carries it. No! Come on, Frodo! I cannot do this alone. You have my sword. And you have my bow. And my axe. This task was appointed to you. And if you do not find a way, no one will. The enemy has many spies. Birds. Beasts. Something draws near. I can feel it. Get off the road! Hide! Always remember, Frodo. The ring is trying to get back to its master. It wants to be found. We must turn back! No! I wish the ring had never come to me. Back, you devils! I wish none of this had happened. You will find your courage. If you want him, come and claim him. Rolling Zoom on Fellowship of the Ring. Thou shalt have my wave file. Oh, no. <laughs> and my axe. Oh, no. We are so fucked. <laughs> yes, you are. Boy, wow, I'm Nicole Byer. And I'm Lauren Lapkus. <laughs> and this is the new season of Newcomers, <laughs> where we're now covering Lord of the Rings and my God. 
I, I oh don't boy. I don't know how this happened. Okay, I think uh, we there was a series we were both um, fighting for that didn't didn't come to fruition, and maybe yes. we'll save it because maybe it'll be season three. I don't know. Maybe we'll get lucky. But we did um, we did end up having to do Lord of the Rings. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's definitely it's a next logical step. I think people yes. were thinking if you haven't seen that, you got to see that. Um, we did all of Star Wars for the first of season it. of this podcast. So much Star Wars stuff. And have I retained it? No. See, okay, I think we say we don't know anything about it, but there are these points where we get quizzed or where someone oh, mentions yes. something, and I do think we have retained more than we realize. But that said, it's not like we became super fans. We just became more knowledgeable, and we got a lot of merch. Mm-hmm. We got lots and lots of merch. Um, but okay. So on this season, same thing. We're going to have people who love Lord of the Rings talk to us about why they like this. And okay. So Lord of the Rings came out in the, in the two thousands. Yeah. We're going to start there. Cause there are some old, there's older movies and people there's, it's kind of the star Wars debate of where do you begin with watching? Do you go in order of chronological like release or is it like the, the ones people like more? So we started with this trilogy. I don't really know what the difference is, but this one, came out mm-hmm. in the 2000s and we will also be watching all of the hobbit movies we'll be revisiting fan fiction of course which i i already feel like we're gonna crush i think so um maybe we'll even read a chapter of a children's book i mean we'll see we'll see what happens yes and if you want to watch lord of the rings the fellowship of the ring it's available to rent on amazon prime and it's on hbo max <sighs> <sighs> okay so so wait <laughs> Should we? Okay, so Lord of the Rings is based on J.R.R. What does that stand for? Tolkien's trilogy of novels, also called The Lord of the Rings. It was published in 1954 and in 1955. Hmm. And the film trilogy mirrors the books. And the order is The Fellowship of the Rings, The Two Towers, and then The Return of the King. <laughs> Who's the king? Well... <laughs> I didn't know that the books were written in the 50s. That's interesting. And I don't know what J.R.R. stands for either. So maybe we'll learn that today. Maybe it's Jerry Roger Roy Tolkien. Maybe it's Junior Robert Robert. (laughs) (laughs) And we are so excited about our guest today. And he's going to probably clear up a lot of stuff for us. I hope he knows what he's talking about. Um, He is an actor, writer, and comedian. You know him from his podcasts, High and Mighty, Raised by TV, Comedy Bang Bang. He was on Guy Code and much more. It's John Gabris. Oh, shit. I'm a nervous wreck right now. Oh, my God. So what are you feeling? Yeah. How are you feeling? feeling right now i'm feeling great i watched it on uh two days ago and then last night i uh-huh. wanted to watch two towers because i was so hooked i want to go through the trilogy again but i was worried i'd be too confused for this interview <laughs> mike and i watched it last night um if you're new here that's my husband's name and we he loves lord of the rings and the second we were done he wanted to put on the next one and it, <laughs> and, it, and i mean and I know your roommate, John Milheiser, your roommate, John Milheiser, right, was um, also um, equally yes. intense. Yes. And the man I live with love Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. And they love it. Me and my wife, a woman who I live with, are both <laughs> obsessed with Lord of the Rings. Really? It's 
so bonkers. It's so good. We have a really cute story uh, for Valentine's Day, like 10 years ago or so. We were like, didn't really have plans. It was a Friday and we were like, let's just do something fly by the seat of our pants. And we went out and got like day drunk and then came home and put on Fellowship of the Ring. And then Saturday we watched Two Towers and then Sunday we watched Return of the King. And it was a Valentine's Day weekend. And we talk about it as one of our favorite weekends we've ever had. <laughs> That's very cute. That's cute because you both like it. Yes. It would be worse if you were just forcing her to watch yes. this. I'm not an expert by any means. I'm just a diehard fan, which I should have say this time because after doing the Star Wars <laughs> one, I got roasted pretty hard because they're out. You were like, do we ever meet Luke and Leia's uh, mom? And I'm like, I don't think so. And then it is Natalie Portman is technically the mom. <laughs> Did people come for you? People come for me on Twitter like, Still, like once a month, really, and every time I every time I respond to one of these fucking losers, like okay, <laughs> okay, sick dude. Next time you can guest on the podcast. <laughs> They're probably like, yes, please. Wait, who gave you your first Lord of the Ring book? Was this like a school? Was it? Were you in school? Uh, I, I was in school as a child, but no, I read this on my own i chose to read lord of the rings were your brothers into it at all or like was there any influence this was just something you found no i i'm the oldest and so uh and also i'm like the oldest brother where i brought my cool taste to my younger brothers and they were like what the fuck is it? i'm like you guys should read the cimmerillion it's actually a jr t-. and they're like shut up we smoke cigarettes you fucking loser <laughs> So my, uh, I think it was because I I played D and D as a young kid and D and D like the world of D and D the races in D and D uh, and and hindsight now that it's I'm I'm an adult man who's lived through the world it's like considering how the races are yes they're hobbits there's dwarves there's elves they're humans yes they are all white <laughs> and there's <Yeah>. no <laughs> but they're four very different races and they're all white though so you can still enjoy this it's so <laughs> fucked up 1950s it's european that's the problem is that like that world of fantasy the arthurian but fantasy but does like, it say that everyone is white That's or what is I was that just ask. the choice that was made they mention their skin tones and stuff like that but they never say like and also this hobbit is you know got more melanin than the other hobbits like that <laughs> that never comes up <laughs> Okay. And that's just, I feel like it, that's a lot of that's on myopic writing on behalf of like a white writer who's just like, I'm writing these characters <laughs> in my head. Mm-hmm. Since I'm writing them, they're, they look like me, except they're short with hairy feet. He might look like that. <laughs> yeah, he could. Uh, that's People mock fantasy and sci-fi for that shit too, where it's like, you know, like Star Wars, you go into the bar and there's like an elephant man and a rhino mm-hmm. and like all this. And then it's like a one black dude. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's millions of people who are green and one black guy (laughs) okay i laughed a lot during this movie (laughs) did you it's not supposed to be funny i laughed i had a few moments where i laughed i think we had one moment where we both really thought was hilarious which is the part where those two wizards were like yes where they spin gandalf around on his head and then send him to space (laughs) when i tell you i couldn't stop laughing i truly couldn't stop laughing i made John rewind it so I could watch it again. I might watch it again today. It was so funny. That part was really funny. Yeah, it's like futuristic breakdancing. They're just shooting each other around and shit. (laughs) Now, do we want to try to, like, say what we thought the movie was about before we read the plot? Because, like, I think we probably only took, like, 
a third of what was supposed to be yes. gleaned. Knowing you guys as people and knowing your attention spans, especially to things that you don't like love, that you aren't passionate about, which is assorted reality shows. Um, <laughs> uh, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, I, I, I'm watching this. I'm like, I've seen this movie. I've read these books and they're all, it's boring. It's, it's, it's a little homeworky, but that's what mm-hmm. a lot like, cause it's a very pure adaptation, which is what I think a lot of people like about it, which yeah. lends itself to be a little bit boring. And I can understand. And because it's all proper nouns and long words and shit like that, not long words like you guys have, but like, you know, Galadriel, the elven queen, this like Aragorn, son of Arathorn, he is called Elisar, you know, like all this shit. You you're just like, said so many words that I didn't even recognize. And did they have... But- those were said in the first movie? I'm pretty sure they're all in the movie at some point. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I didn't catch those guys. <laughs> but yes, tell me what you think the movie's about, guys. Okay, so it starts with um, the sort of backstory about the rings and how there are these five rings, seven, mm-hmm. five rings, and some seven, eight seven, rings. seven, eight, nine, ten, ten, nine. Oh my God, Mike is groaning. You can't watch me record the podcast. This is a judgment-free zone. Oh my God. Okay, Mike, go watch basketball on your phone in the bathroom, you fucking yeah. loser. <laughs> there's a lot of rings, yes. Do you know how many there are? No, but there's like nine for the humans, five for the dwarves, three for the out. Like there's like... Oh. Okay, okay, okay. So okay. anyways, th- but there's one ring that controls uh-huh. the evil of all the rings (laughs) yeah and then this like evil man is like trying to stomp on everybody and then there's like a war of like darkness and then like somebody cuts the ring off his like nasty little fingy and then he becomes this like fiery vagina hole and then we go to bobo baggins's party (laughs) what's his name bilbo bilbo yes and bilbo is bilbo bilbo it's dildo with B's <laughs> instead of D's. That's how that's how you remember it. It's Dildo Bilbo. Bilbo is turning a hundred eleventieth birthday, okay? He's right? Mm-hmm. Mike's shaking his head. How is that wrong? It's his eleventieth. Don't shut up. Back off. Don't worry about it's, him. Don't worry it's about his him. Eleventieth? I can't with you right now. So then <laughs> he has a birthday. And he decides that he is gonna because the ring makes him not age. And so he's like, I'm going to give up the ring and I'm going to leave. Uh-huh. And Frodo basically is the one who the ring is given to. But then Gan- Gandalf is there and Gandalf is big and he's a wizard and he like wears a hat. He comes in on a carriage and Frodo's like, tee hee hee. It reminded me of Back to the Future because I was like, how the fuck are these two friends? And then. <laughs> By the way, if we're if this is the <laughs> if this is the pace that you guys are going to go through the plot, I have to call in sick tomorrow to work. <laughs> we have two hours oh and God. 45 minutes left. <laughs> OK, 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 OK. But okay, I like the okay. part with um, where Gandalf like put the little fireworks show on for the little kids. Uh huh. That was so cute. Okay, so yes, that was awesome. Cute. Okay, so so Frodo gets the ring, and it's kind of a bad problem because the yeah. ring connects to all these evil people who really uh-huh. want the ring, and because they get a lot of power. And then he is kind of on an, a mission to get rid of the ring, uh-huh. right? He's got to bring the ring to Moldova. <laughs> Mordor. What? Pedora? Mordor. 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 <laughs> He's got to go to Mordor. So he gets a like a gremlin. No, wait, a dwarf, a fairy, a, a hot man, 
a hot man who's going to be bad. And then his three little hobbit friends, one of which I think is in love with him, Sam, who and he can't swim at one point. And oh my then God, that part Sam, was crazy. It was nuts. It was like, you can't swim. And he's like, I'm going to jump in anyway. And I was like, you bitch, what the fuck? His dick ain't that good. But I thought I thought he might die. And I thought it was going to be one of those things like where we discover that like an important character dies in the first movie. But no. but Gandhi does die. He falls that in that hole. That part was horrible. I was pretty upset about that. That part was genuinely sad. I really liked Gandalf and I felt like there was a lot. The, the, the things I liked about the movie were some of the magic. And then I liked that they had like these sort of big like life lessons that were being imparted a couple times. And they were kind of emotional. And like at I, the end, there was life lessons. Okay. No. Okay. Well at the end, um, what's his name? Frodo was like something about the ring. And he was like, I wish everything didn't go this way. Oh yeah. And then Gandalf was like, it has to go this way so you can fucking do it. Yes. And so I thought that was really good. I was like, yep, we all wish that about stuff. <laughs> um, anytime Frodo almost dies, it was so funny. Cause it was like in slow motion, like him being like, <gasps> and then, uh, every, they pick, every time they picked up Frodo, I laughed really hard. It was really, he's so small. Me too. Why are they picking him up? Doesn't that seem rude? They infantilize the hobbits so much, like when they're like <laughs> hugging them or yes. carrying them. It's really funny, but it is like a stark reminder that they are three feet tall. You know what I mean? This mm. was something that I found really confusing about the movie, just thinking about how it was made, was like, how are they shooting the scene where this guy's 15 feet tall, this guy's three feet tall, but they're yeah. all... Av- you know, average sized people in real life. So, like, how are they making them look like this? And did everybody shoot like separately? Mm-hmm. Peter, Peter was- Jackson is very talented. I know a lot of it was shot with forced perspective, like putting Gandalf closer to the camera wow. than, than Frodo. Yeah. And also building sets that are different sizes on different sides. Mm-hmm. So when it goes to Gandalf, he seems like he's crunched up under the ceiling. But when they pan to the right to Frodo, the ceiling is, but really that ceiling is way high. Like the construction is off mm-hmm. so that the sets make Gandalf cool. look bigger. And the that sets make, cool. yeah. Yeah. So we, how how did they walk around the forest without shoes on? There's some lore around all of the uh, magical races in this, and I can help you guys run through a lot of that stuff because this is where I am informed. Hobbits never wear shoes. Be, uh, they, our feet are tough enough like leather from never wearing shoes from birth. And it's because they like nature and that they're very easygoing uh, people. So they just like hang out, fish, go run through the farm, you know, farm, hang out. Mm-hmm. Like, like they like drinking, eating. They, there's a lot of jokes in this movie that hobbits have an insane appetite. They eat like nine meals a day. They're about the finer things in life. And then that's why there's this extra layer of how big of a hero Frodo is because hobbits don't even do stuff like this. The only other <laughs> hobbit, the only other hobbit that's ever had, went on a big adventure is Bilbo. Uh. I think that's why you guys were wondering about like what the order to do is because the hobbit tech technically takes place before all this. The hobbit the is hobbit's yeah. about Bill, Bilbo, Bilbo and a dozen dwarves that go on this mission that end up getting the ring as part of them. Not as part of what's going on. The ring is like, uh, secondary to what happens there. Oh. I was in The Hobbit, the play, when I was in um, fifth grade. Oh. That is so cute. I would, that is Patreon content. I'll go fucking, <laughs> I should I'll, go top, I'll go top tier for some shit for that. <laughs> I, I do have some pictures. I was a troll. Oh. Uh, the trolls, the trolls are, 
uh, Bilbo tells that story at his party. He's like, and then the do- trolls talked till the sun came up and they turned to stone. That's from The Hobbit. And then later on, when uh, uh, Frodo is poisoned and they're looking for um, the the weed, the, uh, mm-hmm. some, they you see that there's three big frozen stone trolls there. That's the trolls from The Hobbit. So we're going to have a lot of moments, I guess, where we're like, Oh, now that makes sense. Uh-huh. It's kind of like watching four, five, six, one, two, three, seven, eight, nine, or whatever. Yeah, like, which is how I casually speak of Star Wars now. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the rare instances, besides like knowing some more about Gandalf and some knowing some more about how elves and dwarves get along. Mm-hmm. That's all you really get from the Hobbit. The Fellowship is I, I, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. This trilogy you guys are doing first really can stand alone. Everything else is just a little extra gravy or flavoring if you if you know that shit. Mm. Well, I feel like we should read through the plot so that we get it right so that people who are listening to this um have that info so it starts with the party as we mentioned we begin in the shire at bilbo baggins is what is it 11th birthday yeah his 110th Um, birthday i think 111th birthday get it right Uh, gandalf suspects (laughs) bilbo's magic ring may be the one ring and entrusts it to frodo gandalf tells frodo to leave the shire immediately with the ring and frodo is accompanied by his friend samwise gamgee didn't even clock that his name was Sam Wise Gamby. Me neither. I thought it was Sam. All the Hobbit's names are short. Like Merry and Pippin are like Peregrine Took and Merry Adoc something. You know what I mean? Cute. Oh. I will say, when I first saw this movie in the early 2000s, whenever it came out, I was in college. I thought this movie was the gayest movie I've ever it's seen. It's pretty gay. There's definitely a vibe between the, those two characters. Yes. And again, I'm like, that was me when I was 19 years old. So now I'm like, this is just like male friendship, love, all this stuff. <laughs> but there are moments because they have such, they're, they're so cute and like in their size and stuff. They have these moments where they're like looking at each other like, and in the third movie, there's like some serious like this might as well be like Titanic. But uh, yeah. so get pumped, get pumped for that. I am excited because this movie did not have romance. There was one kiss. There was a kiss? Between the elf and the human. Um, Oh, yes, 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 yes. Which I also thought was messed up that she was going to be mortal, like be mortal. I didn't understand why she would do that. She loves him so much, but it was like, this is a bad idea. (laughs) I don't know. It's all very confusing. If you could be immortal, would you? No. <laughs> no, I'm already tired. To live forever? My God, I mean, I'd be true. so mad. But it, I guess my my thought is I would be immortal if if also the world was magical. Yes. Like, I don't want to live here. <laughs> if you had, like, a, a magical forest castle that you could live in and, yeah. like, and have uh, a young fucking Aragorn living uh, living Who's with you. Aragorn? The brunette. Uh, the guy from History of Violence. From everything. Viggo Mortensen. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a daddy. He was cute. Yeah. He's very hot. Always, yes. and he's particularly hot in this movie. <laughs> he looks so good. His nasty hair, his beautiful eyes. So Gandalf rides to, dang, Isergard to meet up with Sauron, <laughs> the White. <laughs> Sa- Saruman. This is where it gets a little confusing. Saruman, the White. Is Saruman the White the one with the long, straight white hair? Yes. Yes. Okay. But it's like, we don't have to call her the white. Everyone's white. No. Well, okay. So to really explain what that is, that is in the order of wizards being the white 
weirdly enough, is the most powerful. <laughs> Gan- uh, Gan- Grand wizard. Yes. I find a lot of parallels here. <laughs> Gandalf is technically Gandalf the Grey. Oh. I always thought it was Gandalf the Great. No, he's the and... gray. He's on his ascension to becoming white. <laughs> and is Saruman... He hasn't gotten his white Saruman power is... yet. <laughs> Saruman is a man, not um, Kate Blanchett, right? Right, yes. Kate okay, Blanchett okay. is oh. Galadriel. Oh, he's um, Agent Smith from The Matrix? No, that's that's somebody else. Oh, shit. Saruman is the white guy, Christopher Lee, who's fighting. Uh, he's got the long hair. He's the, the wizard that Gandalf when fights. When they have and, a fight. Oh, yeah, and yeah. he's in Star Wars, isn't he? Yes. He is? He's Duco. Du- Count, du- Count Duco? Count Duco? Count Duco. Duco. Yeah. God. I hate my life. So, let, here, I can help you run through the names of characters, which I think might be a fun. Because that's like the okay. first half of this movie is just meeting everybody. Really? Yeah. Because you build the fellowship, which is the titular thing, the the, the nine people that are going to go on this adventure. Oh, wait, they're the fellowship? I didn't get that. Me either. They're the fellowship of the ring. Yeah. Uh, that little moment when they're around like the tree stump with the ring on it and they're all fighting mm-hmm. over who's going to go. That's that guy whose name escapes me right now. The guy who played by your uh, Agent Smith, Hugo Weaving. He is playing, I forget that dude's name. That's El Elron. He's creating the fellowship to go destroy the ring. And then that's that's who it is. Yeah, and Arwen's not a part of the fellowship, right? Or she is. She's a smoke show. Arwen is an absolute smoke. Uh, Arwen? No. Arwen did not do it for me. Arwen was too soft-spoken and like kind of fucking lame and didn't take up space. And I felt like <laughs> she was just there to be pretty. I couldn't believe it. I, Arwen's not for me. I, I was totally on the fence with that, but I recently watched this... Um, architectural digest series on hulu called open door and they had an episode which by the way i would recommend it's like 15 minute episodes of celebrity homes it's just fun but (laughs) they had an episode about Liv tyler's house which was really cool and then she went into her attic and showed this like old sword from lord of the rings that she had like stacked away up there and it was a cool, even though I didn't know anything about that, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, it seems really meaningful. And so watching this, I was kind of thinking about her as the actor, and that was making me like it more. But I agree that the character mm-hmm. feels like it needs, like, something going on. Like, if you're an elf, like, give me some elf life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The elves are a little soft, soft-spoken type of, like, you know, uh, we're quiet. We keep to ourselves. We're magical. We live for a long time, so we don't bother with the trials and tribulations of humans. And then that's why they butt heads with dwarves, as we see Gimli and Legolas kind of butting heads, because dwarves are rough. They live in uh, inside of caves and mountains rather than in the forest. And they're warrior-like and loud and rambunctious. So that's that's maybe part of what Arwen's characterization is, but mm-hmm. she does get she she will get a little cooler, don't you worry? And okay. uh, w- women in general get a little bit more to do as these movies go okay. on. Good, good. <laughs> but I did like Glad Glad or Gladriel. Gladriel, she was like yeah. kind of wild. I liked when she went evil. That made me laugh though. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> when she went evil near the end, and she was like, yeah, it- Jesus. Chill out. They go large march, right? It reminds yeah, me of large everyone, march. Everyone like loves the ring so much that it's like this. It's the creepiest thing how much everyone changes to try to get the ring. It's it's so dark. There, therein lies another cool part of the movie is that the ring has the power over people because it mm-hmm. knows 
it knows it needs to get into hands that can do more evil shit. So that's why it's Sauron wants it so that they could do more evil shit. But that's why the hobbits, they're so good natured by design and so not powerful that the ring doesn't control them the way you'll see uh, Frodo will have to fight the power of the ring, but it doesn't hit him the way it hits everyone else in the movie. Including mm-hmm. even the other hobbits. It doesn't even hit those guys as hard because the hobbits are sort of like not like even the ring is like, I'm not even gonna bother with these fucking hobbits. They can't do shit for me. Mm. And that's what's kind of cool about. And even like Gandalf kind of knows that. And that's why Frodo kind of has to go off on his own, which is kind of like a sweet sort of like we actually do have a superpower. And it is that we're so good natured. And I think that's like a key. Mm-hmm. Part. OK, so. So yeah, Gandalf attempts to flee to warn Frodo, but Saruman imprisons him. And following Sauron's orders, Saruman, dude, commands the orcs to- (laughs) It's so annoying that Sauron and Saruman are the two bad guys' names. It's so dumb. That's so similar. Very similar. Yes. They command the orcs to construct weapons of war and produce a new breed of orc fighters called the Urukai, which, by the way, were those the things that were being born out of the, like, brown Jew? Ah, yeah, it was so sick. gross. Also, their swords truly look like protractors. They didn't look <laughs> deadly. They were just, like, like sheets of metal that were kind of sharp. Well, yeah, see, to me, that made them scarier, that they seemed like they were made from, like, pieces of a stove or something, right? They're, like, weirdly <laughs> just, like, bi- they just seem, like, big and, like, fucking weirdly, like, iron. Uh, and you're like, but yeah, they're not sharp. And then that's why you get to have fucking Legolas shooting little arrows through all them and stuff. <laughs> they can't be too deadly or else it would make no sense when our nine heroes kill 200 of them. Uh-huh. <laughs> Legolas, a.k.a. Katy Perry's husband. Yes. Wait, really? Yes. Bloom Daddy. know that. They're having a baby or they already did. Oh, yeah. well, I'm learning so much new There's stuff. There's a lot going on. I have on. a question, though, about Gollum. He's not, he's barely in the movie. He's barely in this movie. That's what I was surprised by. And that's kind of like our Yoda thing. Yes. Like, where is he? Like, I thought Gollum was going to be a huge part of this. And Mm -hmm. at the beginning, you get a little taste of him. So I was like, here we go. It's going to be all about this guy. And then he just wasn't there. And he was running off into the distance. Yeah. And then Bobo, Dildo, just picks up the ring from his cave. And I was like, then why did Gollum let him have it? It was... It was confusing and also disappointing. I wanted more Gollum. I agree. I wanted more, and I'm excited that we'll get more. You'll get plenty more Gollum. Don't you worry. Okay. So Frodo and Sam are soon joined by fellow hobbits, Merry and Pippin. They meet a man called Strider who agrees to lead them to Riverdale. They spend the (laughs) night in a small town and are attacked by Nazgul. Strider fights them off, but Frodo is uh, grievously wounded. While being chased, Frodo is taken by Elf Arwen to Riverdale and healed by her father, Elrond Hubbard. (laughs) I... <laughs> that was almost a hundred percent correct. I <laughs> <laughs> thank you. When Frodo almost died, I was like, "There's no way, right? Like, he, there's no way he's gonna yeah. die." But then when he almost died the second time, I thought mm-hmm. he's still gonna live, but he might not. Like, I was like, "We, this could be a thing where he gets mm-hmm. killed." And um, I was glad he didn't because I really like looking into his eyes. Dude, I sat across from him on the F train once, oh. and I truly. Like almost drowned in his in, uh, in <laughs> Elijah Wood's eyeballs. He looked up. He is so cute in person. 
I mean, he's he's a very good looking guy, but mm-hmm. his size makes me want to say the word cute, which I know is offensive to smaller people. But he's so cute. And I sat across from him and I was like, looked up and I just was like, he like, I felt like he <laughs> blinked like, and it just made his eyes yes. that much wetter and bluer. And I was like, oh, Frodo, I'll carry you. <laughs> he does have great eyes. There's a close up of him when he's like walking away and they're like, Frodo, and he turns back and it's his big eyes and one little tear falls. I was like, oh boy, he is acting. I gotta say, casting in this movie is fucking stellar. Yeah, very good. Everyone's really, really good. Like, uh, Sean Bean as Boromir is just like, yes, he seems like a hero, but there seems to be something Mm -hmm. off. Aragorn is like, he's dirty, but he's hot and a fucking hero. Legolas, cute, and a hero, Gimli looks. Uh, Jonathan Rhys Davies looks like a dwarf, even without that much makeup. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they form the fellowship. So in Riverdale, I'm just going to go with that because I like it more. Frodo is reunited <laughs> with Gandalf, and Elrond Hubbard calls a council to decide what should be done with the ring. The ring must be destroyed, and that can only be done by throwing it in the fires of Mount Doom, where it was forged. And Frodo volunteers to take the ring to Mount Doom, and is accompanied by his Hobbit friends Gandalf, Strider, Aragorn. Did you already read this? No, they're just repeating the names. Okay, so yeah, the elf yeah. Legolas, the dwarf Gimli, and Boromir, the son of the steward of Gondor. Together they become the Fellowship of the Ring. Hell yeah. And then we have a bunch of battles. Yes. Mm-hmm. The Fellowship sets out on a trying journey during which Gandalf eventually faces off with a demon and is dragged off into the abyss. The gang escapes into another elfin realm where they are sheltered before they're set out on their journey again. Bor- Boromir takes, uh, tries to take the ring from Frodo and fails knowing that the ring's temptation will be too strong for him or anyone else that is in the Fellowship. Frodo decides to leave them and go to Mordor alone. Uh, the rest of the Fellowship do another battle. Merry and Pippin try to follow Frodo and end up on their own, eventually getting kidnapped. Wait, they they got kidnapped? Yeah, by the orcs. I don't feel like I remember that either. Me either. Merry and Pippin sacrifice themselves to save Frodo. Remember? Oh, they're like, the he's end. gonna oh, they're, they're like, go, yeah. go, go, they're go, like go. he's yeah, gonna yeah, run. Yes. So they go over here, over here. And then that's why you get Strider having that uh, Aragorn Strider, whatever you want to call him, having that badass last line when he's like, Well, that means the end when Legolas is like, is that the end of the fellowship? He goes, No, we owe it to Merry and Pippin to rescue him. Let's go hunting for orc. And you see like all three of those, the three most badass fighters mm-hmm. walk off. You're fucking hyped. And the second movie is the best you one. You make it sound really exciting. You do make it sound exciting. I have goosebumps like, talking I- about it. Look. <laughs> I'm fucking hyped. Oh my God. Because the second movie is the best one. The Battle of Helm's Deep is like a fucking absolute amazing display. Well, that that let me ask you guys. What did you think of the action in this movie? Did you think like the cave troll fight, the fight in the cemetery? Was that appealing or cool to you guys at all because if not you're gonna have a hard time with the rest of this movie. <laughs> i think we're gonna have a hard time regardless uh-huh. yeah, but yeah part of it is how long they are i was like we should split these up into two episodes yes. this is a long movie but then mike was like no you should watch it all at once like if you split it up it's like he was he did say that the extended versions were divided at that point where they go on start going on the journey so i don't yeah. know if that but whatever i felt like the fights were good and like um really the the cgi and all of the special effects were really good so like that really helps me because Mm -hmm. i feel very distracted when stuff like that is weird or like off but i don't really need a lot of fight scenes to like get the point so that was part of it where i was like "Eh, i'm kind of like i don't need to look up at this one but like then i would miss something huge because it seemed like every time i looked away somebody like disappeared or something (laughs) yes that was 
so annoying. And John kept screaming at me. He was like, you have to watch. And then John was texting Mike being like, neither one of them are paying attention. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah Mike texted I, me last night. That's yeah. how much- <laughs> I know. And I, I was really paying attention, though. Like, you need to understand. I looked at my phone like a couple times and then I would pause it and I would pause and look at my phone for like 30 minutes. I was like, I just need to look at the phone. It's like, two and a half hours long. It's completely yeah. reasonable and it's hard, it's hard to so keep three it hours. It's three it's hours. It's three hours long. I couldn't watch it all last night at 1230. I had to go to sleep. Yeah. I had to break it. It, up was, too. it was putting me to sleep. It's a little, it's a little like not meandering. It's like a pretty succinct journey, but like, it's just so much information. I didn't, I liked the fights. I thought they were fun, but that old man wizard fight, man, that, that was, was the best funny. One. That was, was the best fight. Funny, but the best fight. Yeah. I, <laughs> well, it was hilarious. This man with his laid wig that's just <laughs> flowing and he's tossing Gandalf around. When I say I loved him spinning on the head, oh, it was he was spinning <laughs> like when, when Homer does that thing where he's like running on his side on the floor mm-hmm. and he was like <laughs> spinning and then he got thrown up into the uh. sky and it was hilarious. And I really liked Gandalf as a character, so I was very sad that he got killed. Same. But I think he's gonna be back. That's and what I'm he hoping. Like has to be. I know. So no spoilers. No spoilers. I'm, no, I'm not gonna give you any spoilers. But let's that Gandalf fight, the wizard on wizard fight. You're like, oh, this is weird. But it, wasn't it cool when Gandalf pulls the sword out when the when they're fighting in the grave? And you're like, Gandalf carries a sword, and then uh-huh. he's got a sword and a staff, and he's kind of fighting. And you're like, oh, he's pretty badass. But then when he squares off against the Balrog and saves everyone with the that. You talk about famous lines that you may have heard out of context, like mm-hmm. "Thou shall not pass" or "None shall yes, pass," whatever he yes, says. Yes, yes, that's a pretty. I didn't like, know that was from this. Like that feels me so um, in the world that it feels like it's from the Bible or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I will say for a lot of people, unfortunately, Lord, the Lord of the Rings books what was a Bible. <laughs> well, wait. You said something about Jesus Christ within the Lord of the Rings universe, or something that's in our notes here about you. Is Me? that a fact? Gabrus spits deep LOTR biblical references in this episode as a Christian weed dealer. On, oh, um, oh, that uh, I did a different podcast uh, called Mega, and I played a uh, drug dealer who pretended to be Christian or whatever. But I all my Christian because Lord of the Rings has a lot of like you know people coming back to life, like a lot of that kind of one single person sacrifice will save the world, like a lot of Messiah Christianity bullshit. It's just I think because. I think a lot of it is because Tolkien fought in World War, I, I don't know history, I think it was World War One, possibly World War Two, and that inspired him to write these books. Because mm, it was like a journey through foreign land, an enemy that you didn't fully understand, oh, the fear yeah. of life, the connection up to your fellow soldiers and stuff like that. I think that's kind of what kicked off Tolkien's uh, I, I, idea of this for these books. And again, before you come at me, uh, save this shit for Reddit. I'm not going to read your fucking ads. <laughs> yeah. He can be wrong. It's okay. Um, I think we need to take a break, but we'll be right back with more Lord of the Rings. <laughs> the Lord! The Lord! <laughs> Ooh, 
Do you want to make your mom smile? Start Mother's Day with flowers or surprise her with gifts from the brand she loves. And guess what? It's delivered with the same day with DoorDash. Get 50% off your next order of up to $15 when you spend $15 plus on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now on DoorDash. And the promo code is NEWCOMERS. Listen, moms are a gift. I know that best. So give her the best this Mother's Day. Select from hundreds of expertly crafted bouquets to the best of tech to self-care essentials delivered right to the door. Get 50% off your next order up to $15 when you spend $15 plus on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now with the code NEWCOMERS. That's NEWCOMERS. Order using DoorDash today. Terms apply. Get a Mother's Day gift as unique as she is with DoorDash. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> We're <Wait>. back. <laughs> My God, that made me laugh so hard. The way your eyes got so big. <laughs> Just wanted to put some energy. Oh, oh my God. So uh, some information on Lord of the Rings. This is the first installment of the movie trilogy. It's directed by Peter Jackson. And it focuses mainly on Frodo and the Ring as the backbone of the story. And it was released December 2001. Wow. Uh, wait, so and then the Two Towers was released a year after that? That is nice after Star Wars, you know, puts a 10-year gap between <laughs> these things. And you never know when it's coming. So that's cool. Um, okay, wait, we have a little trivia. Let's see. So Peter Jackson gave gave one of the rings used in the movies to Elijah Wood and Andy Serkis as a gift when the shoot was finished, and they both thought they had the only one. Ooh. Interesting for those two for their those actors based on what characters they play too. That's yeah. Frodo and Frodo and Gollum. Oh, yes. The yes, two yes, people yes. who like the ring the most. Interesting. that's Honestly, I like that. It's kind of cute to trick them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, more trivia. According to Sean Atz, 
Austin in the extended DVD commentary when Biblo, (laughs) Dildo Biblo, when Biblo drops the ring before leaving Hobbleton. Is that what it's called? Hobbleton. 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 The floor was magnetic to prevent the ring from bouncing. This was done to demonstrate the importance and weight of the ring. Oh, oh that's cool. cool. That's interesting. Vigo Mortensen did his own stunts, and he was he also insisted on using only the real steel sword. Ooh, Seems crazy. Instead of a significantly lighter <laughs> aluminum sword or safer rubber sword, which were manufactured for battle scenes and stunts. I would not want to be in a scene with that no. person. I'd be like, unsubscribe. <laughs> I have to use this metal sword. I'd be like, bro, chill the fuck. Like, yeah, that doesn't seem safe. No. Dude, how fun is it that how much weed is in this movie? Like, they're fucking smoking dope. <laughs> I didn't realize they were I smoking weed. I thought either. he was just puffing on a pipe, like of tobacco or something. And I think that's why this got popular in like the 60s and 70s, because there's t- like ah. the characters are smoking pipe weed and like the wizards and the hobbits and wizards do it to relax and to connect. Oh. And then like bands like Led Zeppelin and like other rock bands uh, appropriated a lot of like Lord of the Rings lingo, like. Uh, Led Zeppelin has a a song called Misty Mountain Hop based on like a Lord of the Rings reference because I I think a lot of like you could just picture like the kind of dude who's into guitar and weed is also into like bro Saruman the evil force you know (laughs) well this is this is like hard for me because it feels like then I might get into this (laughs) and I'm kind of scared Cause like, I like, I like the things you're talking about. I feel like I probably have had a lot of these references around me without realizing it, but I'm really not, I don't see myself as being someone who likes fantasy in this way. Like I don't, this is, I don't get immediately sucked in when I'm watching this. So that's, I'm curious how it's going to go for us because Mm -hmm. I did like certain elements, but you know, it's, it's a huge time commitment too. Like, it feels like we have to like buckle in, like, focus yes. <laughs> i don't know why that's so hard but it is okay because it's so much new information for so if for three hours you are bombarded with uh, small people with their feet out and elves with their ears out and people talking to you normal then being like i'm all powerful and you're like wait yeah, what? that was good by is the way it- what <laughs> did, did you put a filter on <laughs> What it's the fuck? I thought thing that I was can do with my voice. You said it in the in the back in in the, in the back of like, your throat. But in you the back of your throat. Yeah. I can do this. Yeah, I can't do it. It, can't, it sounds like you, you have post production. Does it? That's really good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm scared and hard as a rock right now. Yeah! <laughs> Oh my God, if you win an Emmy, you have to do a video accepting the award with that voice. Thank you so much to the Academy and everybody who believed in me. <laughs> the Academy. They're like, ma'am, this Isn't is the this? Emmys. <laughs> oh, wait, there's no Academy? There's no Emmy Academy? I was, I was right there with who you. Who knows? Uh, more trivia. The elfish language lines spoken in the movie are not just quotes from the book. They're derived from J.R.R. Tolkien's own limited dictionary of that language. Oh, it's a whole language? Dialect coach Andrew Jack used recordings of Tolkien reading. Is Tolkien dead? Yes, I believe so. Dang. Rest in peace, JJ. No, TR. No. Oh, no. J.R.R. Tolkien. Woo, wee, his books uh, to guide the actors' and actresses' pronunciations. He was born in 1892. Dang. Yeah. 
He was born in the 19th century. His name, his full name is John Ronald Rule Tolkien. Oh, all right. Okay. We'll see if we remember. J- just to jump back to something you said briefly, you said, yeah. uh, I- I'm concerned because like, I don't really normally like fantasy, but I would say, just like if you're not a rom-com fan, but you might like When Harry Met Sally because mm-hmm. it is such the rom-com, this is like the fantasy work of both like you know even this movie even though it came out in early 2000s is like so iconic as a fantasy series it does feel that way i i also felt like um a lot of the orc stuff reminded me of buffy oh yeah 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 because the weird the weird kind of nose bridge that they yeah. give the vampires and like, the, like yeah. nostrils and yep um, oh that's cool uh the other the other selling point i want to give you guys is imagine Lord of the Rings is one long nine-hour movie. You just got through the first three hours. Just a picture. But but that's actually pretty good, considering how many movies there were for Star Wars that we had to get through. This is, like, really manageable. Like, we can do this. You're a third through the movie of Lord of the Rings, so the first act is over. The second act is where a lot more action and shit happens. So be hyped for the next two movies. Although I love Fellowship, it is a lot of... uh, laying pipe a lot of groundwork a lot of shoe leather and if you're not if it's all new information it's not going to feel that interesting all right um one last little bit of trivia is that the different colors of blue for the elves eyes revealed what race they were so the lothlorian elves had light blue eyes and the rivendell elves <laughs> eyes were dark blue which i did not pick up on Me no because it's so subtle but it's, it's like so they're subtle. white people so within their race they will all have blue eyes just different shades of blue and if <laughs> i mean it's it's actually really obvious if you start to talk to people and knowing white and knowing white people the People with the darker blue eyes probably hate the people with the lighter blue <laughs> eyes, and vice versa. So <laughs> up. It's so wild. Um, so, okay, do we think we are going to like Lord of the Rings more or less than Star Wars? I mean, this is seriously—it's a huge question. What do you think, Nicole? Like, how are you feeling? It's weird because I did not like this movie uh, this afternoon when I finished it, um, but then talking to Gabrus, I was like, oh. You know, maybe it wasn't so bad. I did get to see a lot of scenery and I did like that old wizard fight. And every time Frodo almost died, I tee hee heed and he's so tiny. Uh, I might like it. I did like the fighting scenes. Yeah, I think I might like this. I think I'll like it more than Star Wars. That's kind of where I'm at at this point. Like, I think one thing I really took away from our experience with the first season of this podcast was like, I'm grateful that I now know all of this stuff because it kind of just checks this box in my head of like, I get it. Like, I don't need to keep (laughs) wondering or just pretending I know what's going on. I understand. So I'm kind of excited to have that same thing happen here where like, I'll get to know everything about this, but and I do think I want to like it more because already it was easier for me to watch. Mm-hmm. Like this was a, but, but I was thinking this is a really current movie. Like that was 2001. Like that's not that long ago. And with star Wars, we were starting with the oldest mm-hmm. movie, which was very slow. And we had, it was a hard sell. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we liked some of the later ones more. It was easier for us to watch them. So maybe this will be easier in that sense too. And this is all on land. I'm not a huge fan <laughs> of space. Like my main gripe about the movie gravity was too much space. <laughs> yeah, no, gravity's not for you then. <laughs> <laughs> 
So what is your biggest question coming out of the first movie, Nicole? Like, what do you feel like you want to understand, if anything? I guess I want to understand how it was so easy to take down this, like, really evil fucking monster dude by just chopping his fingy off. Like, that's crazy. That's a good question. Yeah. Uh, So... You're talking about in the history and like the preamble yeah, of the beginning. In the beginning where the ring. Also, why is one ring bad and the rest are okay? Why is there even a bad ring? I felt like that was my biggest question was like, why does this ring even exist? And also, why don't you just give it to a bad guy or would everything be destructed or like ruined if you did that? I think I can answer that question because that's that's not stuff that is really touched on in these movies because that's kind of like the historical shit. But watching it this time around i picked up on way more so it seems mm-hmm. as though uh all the rings were made for everyone to control power but unbeknownst to the elves dwarves and humans who got them unbeknownst to them there was one ring made that is the evil ring that can control them all and so that's why uh sauron is fighting with it and the and he's killing everyone but because he gets his finger cut off where the ring is and that guy who cuts his finger off is a king um, so he has like some nobility or some power, I think mm-hmm. because he cuts that finger off that, that loses his power. And then they take that ring. It then eventually, uh, disappears down at the bottom of the river, which is where we'll learn that Gollum finds it and eventually has, mm-hmm. and then that's how Bil- Bilbo gets it from Gollum. Then Bilbo passes it on to Frodo. And now Gollum, they learn Gollum has been tortured, revealed where the ring is. So the ring is coming. Uh, the ring wraiths, the Nazgul, the faceless dudes on horses, um, mm-hmm. they're coming to get the ring. Because if they get the ring, then they'll have control of all the orcs and all this power, and they'll be able to just uh, wipe out the world, more or less. And like, as you're starting to see happen around Sarum, uh, the crazy spinning wizard's castle, where mm-hmm. they're pulling trees down, they're uh, creating orcs, they're like evil-fying the world. Wait, why were they doing deforestation? Was that just like being evil and like taking away trees from people? building weapons of war for the uh, orcs to make arrows and carts and all this shit. Nicole, do you feel like when he was talking, you felt like you were at a bar in 2008 being like, okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's my entire vibe is like (laughs) cornering someone and screaming. I did (laughs) ask you, but I also don't want to know. (laughs) I thought it'd be a one sentence answer. Long story short, I got got all three Lord of the Rings on Blu-ray. Do you guys want to come? I live nearby. (laughs) It's funny because it really did feel like I was talking to a guy that I was like, you know, if I listen long enough, he'll just fuck me and he'll be fine. <laughs> Nicole, oh my I God. am that guy. <laughs> <laughs> just keep just keep listening, baby. <laughs> Is so. there anyone? So wait, so Gabrus, you liked Erwin. You're like, she's a babe. That's who I'd smash. Lauren, who would you smash? Oh, okay. That's a tough one because mm-hmm. on one hand, I'm like Frodo. And then on the other hand, um, I need it to be uh, one of the tall wizards. So Mm -hmm. I guess my answer, no, you know, I think my answer is Kate Blanchett. Ah. (laughs) Is she a wizard? She's an elf. elf. But that's a good, but she does, she she can do magic. I thought she was possibly the hottest character. Mm -hmm. 
I don't Legolas. I'm like not really. Viggo Mortensen's character is the hottest. Oh yeah, but oh, yeah. He was too because he was really a sharpshooter mm-hmm. and like all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. And, and now we know was fighting with a actual sword. Yeah. The hottest person for me was Gandalf. I truly said yes, to John, that was my oh god. I yeah, was like, is Gandalf a daddy? And John was like, absolutely not. And I was like, I don't know. Yeah, Gandalf is he does it for me. Well, how tall is a is a wizard? Uh, he's only like six feet tall. That's really? Oh. Yeah, but it's because he's next to three foot hobbits for most of the movie. Oh, I thought they were like 12 feet tall, which Same. I was in too. He's kind of like Boromir in Aragorn's height, but he does have a big hat and like, mm-hmm. but he's always shot next to the hobbit. So that's going to make him look way taller. Okay. Well, okay. What were you going to say? Lord of the Rings grossed $47.2 million on its opening weekend. That's crazy. Yeah. And the world premiere was at the Odeon Leicester Square in London, and it went on to make $887.8 million worldwide. That's wild. And J.R.R. is dead. So he didn't see none of that. He doesn't even know. I wonder if he has like a a trust where like his Yeah, his family has to benefit from that, right? It's so much money. I sure hope so. That's because Amazon just greenlit a Lord of the Rings series. What? Uh, Yeah. Oh, no. uh, Just in time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so I think... Th- there was a while where the uh, the token trust didn't want that to happen or something. Oh, like that. oh. well, it has ninety one percent approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> and it, in two thousand two, they this film won four Academy Awards: Best Cinematography, Best Visual Effects, Best Makeup, and Best Original Score. I did love the music. I like the music too, and I thought the acting was pretty good in it. I'm surprised it wasn't nominated for actors. Oh yeah, I thought there was amazing acting in this. I really thought, uh, what's his name, Gandalf? What's his actual name? Uh, Ian McKellen. I thought he was so good at it. Oh, he's amazing. He's so good. He's amazing. Uh, Can I ask you guys, did you guys have a favorite part? All my favorite parts are like the most uh, like heteronormative, like badass dude with a sword walks at the orcs. (laughs) You know what I mean? So uh, Mm -hmm. did you guys have any favorite parts that when you were like, this part happened, you're like, oh, this is cool. Like, did anything stand out for you guys? Besides, like, the silly wizard fight. Like, anything that stood out is like, this is a cool moment. Um, When... Dildo Bib- Biblo, when he <laughs> morphed into evil and then like morphed back, like that scared me. Like Ooh, I that truly was. like jumped. I was shocked. And I liked that. I really liked being shocked. I liked whenever anyone got evil because it was just creepy and weird. Mm-hmm. And then I liked the parts with the fireworks and the little like party at the beginning. I really liked all the stuff with Bilbo, actually. And I thought it was really cute. Um, he he recently died, right? Yes. Like somebody yeah. on I noticed there was something trending on Twitter about someone from Wait, Lord of the who Rings. Who else? Bilbo. He died this oh. year or last or like recently. This is the this is the the joy of doing the podcast. I think is that talking to you makes me more excited to watch the next one because you're so excited, and I do mm-hmm. think that helps a lot. You know, Lauren. <laughs> I'm excited to watch the second one. (laughs) I am also excited. I think I feel more excitement knowing there are just three for this little Mm -hmm. segment. There's something like kind of nice. Like I think with Star Wars, there was this huge undertaking, which this still will be like no doubt because we have a bunch of episodes to fill. So we're going to have a lot of content. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But... I do feel like knowing like, okay, we can watch these three and that's like a huge amount of this, the whole world. We can start writing fanfic from that point. Like uh-huh. we're going to know what we're talking about. So 
that feels that feels manageable and I'm pretty excited and I also I do think the acting was really great so like it's enjoyable and they're fairly current and that really helps it's well made Mm -hmm. at least at least it's well made on top of being uh you know whether whatever you say about the content whether you like it or not it's got talented actors Mm -hmm. well it's it's, the visual effects hold up 20 years later which is pretty hard they really do i was surprised there was a couple times where i had to ask john if that was cgi or real and he was like you think that's really just in new zealand i was like okay (laughs) oh yeah they shot in new zealand i didn't realize that i i I wasn't aware where they were so beautiful those big fucking Wide gorgeous shots to are look so at. gorgeous. Oh, uh, yeah. Wait, Gabriel, do you have anything you want to plug? Yes, please. Listen to my podcast, High and Mighty, which both of the hosts of Newcomers have been guests on before. And I also have a podcast called Action Boys, which is a Patreon podcast, which costs $5 a month. But if you go to the website, actionboys.biz or patreon.com slash actionboys, you could listen to about eight or so episodes for free. And maybe that'll get you hooked. Or maybe that'll make you realize you're happy to keep your $5 in your pocket. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Nicole, do you have anything you want to plug? Sure, I wrote a book. It's called Very Fat, Very Brave, and it's on sale everywhere. There's a link in my bio where you can buy it from a black-owned bookstore. Also, if you go to Gabrus's profile, he did a wonderful promo pic. that picture. That made me laugh so hard. My first nude photo I've posted on Instagram. <gasps> it was great. I am so honored to be a part of it. <laughs> if, if, anyone, if anyone deserves me fucking pulling out my fucking <laughs> little dick for a promo. It's it's you, Nicole. I would Lapkus deserves it. I wouldn't do it to her because it would creep her out too much. Nicole, I know, <laughs> is completely fine with it. <laughs> yeah, me, I squealed. It was like, look at what my friend did. <laughs> uh, yeah, the woman that I daggered on stage at her own podcast at her request. Yeah, yeah. I what figured is it, daggering? It's, it's a, amazing. <laughs> you have, wait, I think I, you, I saw It's a Jamaican dance it. hall yes. move. Oh, <laughs> right, right. Right, 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 you just like okay. mimic power fucking somebody yes. and sometimes it's violent where you'll like push someone off a ledge yeah. <laughs> I've seen women weaves get knocked off in the club yes. and getting daggered I too saw hard. some videos of that That's I saw amazing. guys jumping off ladders like it was wrestling uh-huh. into women's uh, crotches <laughs> I've watched it's, way too much uh, daggering footage very funny <laughs> That's so funny. I love it. Um, <laughs> this is um, a five Star Wars segment. I guess we'll rename it Five Hobbits. Rings? Five, five rings. rings. Five Rings segment. Thank five you. Rings. <laughs> He's just miming a ring on his finger over Zoom. He's like, rings, five rings. rings. Five rings. Uh, so Jeffrey said, Lauren and Nicole are so horny. I love it. We are. We want people to kiss. And the the title of that of that review was giving me life mm-hmm. day. Yes. <laughs> Which is very funny and I get it. I love it. I get it. I love it. And I also am excited because now the reviews need to be Lord of the Rings centered. Mm-hmm. So if you can make that part of your review, we're going to love that. And we'll be back next week for the next installment of the series The Two Towers, and we have some very special guests lined up, so we're really excited about this. And we're just starting a whole new journey. We yes. we we just closed the book on Star Wars and we just opened the book on a whole new thing and it's We had a wee woo. break and now we're back in to it. We have like a couple weeks of no um, homework movies. It was nice. Yeah. It was really nice. But you know, I'm happy to be back. I'm happy to be watching. No, no. It's exciting. Please tell your male roommates John and Mike that they can text me because I too will be watching (laughs) The Two Towers tonight. (laughs) Good. They will love it, I'm sure. (laughs) 
Oh my God. Right. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Bye bye. Bye. That was a HeadGum original.